Would you rather have flight or invisibility? Or would you rather have the power to control all the fish in the sea? Would you rather be able to rapidly change your size? Or would you rather be able to squirt blood out of your eyes? That would be the worst superpower ever. The worst superpower ever. That would be the worst superpower ever. Welcome to a special edition of the Talking Comics Podcast. I am joined this week by Angela and Aubrey Weber of The Double Clicks. Welcome! Hello. Hello, thanks so much for having us. So excited to talk to you guys. I mean, I've heard your music. I mean, I think everyone in the geek community has heard of you guys by now, too. <laughs> you, you are infamous in a good way. Yay! <laughs> I'll take so, that as a compliment. I yeah. Like no, definitely take it as a compliment. I know you guys did a performance, I think, last year at my local comic shop, uh, The Silver Snail. Oh, yeah. We love that place. Yeah. It's it's where my heart is. <laughs> and my wallet it lives there. Um, <laughs> we do show, we've done two shows there, two or three. And oh. it's it's much too small for the enormous Toronto comic nerd community to all, the you know, there's so many people there, and uh, but we we still we just made everybody stand and crowd, and it had this beautiful hug of a nerd community playing. Yeah, so it's hard to leave, even though everybody has to stand and be, <laughs> be in the way of comic commerce having. having. It is. It's right downtown in the heart of the city, though, so I think it's hard to find a place that accommodates, um, you know, all of the stuff that a comic book shop uh, offers and. Yeah. Uh, uh, they have the coffee shop as well, but Nutella lattes. Oh my god, aren't they amazing? And... Did they make you lick the spoon? Yes. It was, <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> the first couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> the first couple of times I went and had a Nutella latte, they're like, if "You have to lick the spoon." You're like, "What?" And they point to the sign where it's like, "If you order a Nutella latte, you <laughs> you have to lick the spoon." It's like a, a rule, and it's not an unwritten rule. It's actually written on the board. <laughs> well, it's good that it's written though. Yeah. It's it, it nerds like having clear directions yeah wow. we know where we stand <laughs> <laughs> anyways though so I, I won't ramble about the silver snail although i could um yeah. but so let, let's start off with some of the basics for people who aren't familiar with you guys okay so what is the double clicks all about uh double clicks is a band aubrey here plays cello i do I play guitar and ukulele, and we sing songs about being a geek girl, about Star Trek, about Mr. Darcy, and a lot about dinosaurs and other prehistoric creatures. And we're sort of all about being ourselves and telling other people to be themselves, and also spending 90% of our lives on the internet. Oh, well, that just speaks to me. Yeah. Especially also the dinosaurs part. Everything else, too, <laughs> but I mean, also dinosaurs. Um, so you guys have been like an official band since 2011, I believe. That's it. And when did you decide that this was something you guys wanted to pursue as a career? Uh, it kind of happened gradually and suddenly at the same time. <laughs> uh, we didn't. We were just kind of writing songs and messing around and going to open mics in Portland where we live. And then um, 
that we got to open for Paul and Storm as part of like a weird, you never know until you ask big, you know, nerd breakthrough moment. And then we realized there was an audience and then the internet and um, it got to this point where we weren't just paying to go to a convention and play ukulele in a hallway. They actually invited us. Um, and we realized it was possible and we realized we were doing way too much work on the double clicks to actually have other jobs. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so I quit my job at the end of 2011 or 2012 as just sort of like, I have to, I have no more vacation days and I want a tour. Um, so I have no safety net. We have to make this work. And it, it, it has. That's so awesome. Yeah. We're still here. And I think getting rid of that safety net really um, forces you to embrace it. And just kind of jump in and give it your all. Absolutely. I can't like recommend it. You, you, you know, people quitting their day jobs is a thing that happens a lot in Portland, a lot of the nerd community and online. And you, people is like, and you have to save up money and you have to have a plan. And it's like, I didn't do that because I can't plan. I just have to go and then I don't have another option. So I have <laughs> to make it work. And just being in that sort of panic flailing, I have to do this to eat thing. It, you know, there's a certain desperation aspect that makes you work hard. <laughs> the starving artist aspect. Yeah. A friend of mine's in the middle of uh, saving up to so that she can quit her job and pursue her dream. And I'm just like, just go for it. Just go for yeah. it. And I'm going to make her <laughs> listen to this and, you know, tell her the double clicks did it. So you can you so you can, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it will work for everyone, but it certainly is nice to uh, just have to do it. Mm -hmm. At least give it a shot. Yeah. So you mentioned Portland. And yes, of course, Portland is known for its um, eccentricities, to say the least. <laughs> Do you think yeah. uh, part of where you live is why you thrive as artists? Or is it just does it just happen to be a place that you live? Uh, I think it definitely is. Um, we moved here from the East Coast from outside Boston. And Portland has a very nice, welcoming sort of not competitive, everybody wins kind of community. Mm -hmm. um, and audiences are looking for new things to experience. They're not like just oversaturated with events. Um, and yeah, people are just kind of weird. And if you tell them you're in a nerd band, that's like not the weirdest job that they've heard of that day. <laughs> that day, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, it, it's uh, I, I don't feel, um, you know, like I'm doing the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So I'm assuming um, you guys didn't start learning to play your instruments uh, in 2011. This probably goes uh, a little further back as I'm seeing a cello uh, would probably take a while to learn. When did you start playing your instruments and um, how did you choose them? Ooh, uh, I started playing the cello over 10 years ago. I don't I don't remember. Uh, it's been a long time. I just, I remember every year it gets better, but uh, yeah, it took a while. And I think it was finally the instrument that my parents were like, you're not going to quit this one. You have to keep going. <laughs> I'm paying for your lessons. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they, yeah. They started out with like the $300 cello, which is not a good cello, uh -huh. but uh, they eventually bumped me up and uh <laughs> Once you like, decided to stick with it. You can't quit. Yeah. You can't quit. You got it. Well, yeah, because cello is big and expensive and stuff. Um, I've been playing guitar. I think I had a guitar when I was a kid, but I have actually only been playing it for since like 2009-ish. 
Uh, but we, as Aubrey said, we've both been playing music for a long time. I played violin, I played piano, um, and they were just not fun. So I didn't stick with them. But the guitar is super fun, ukulele especially, because you can pick it up and learn how to play every song that was on the radio in the 90s <laughs> within like 20 minutes. Yep. And That's amazing. You go to a campfire, you're very popular. That sounds incredibly appealing to me. I want yeah. a ukulele now. Yeah. I know um, just... I also do another podcast that's a sister podcast to this, The Misfits, and um, my co-host Mara Wood, she started playing the cello as well, but she started playing so she could play the music from Star Wars. Oh, nice. So um, I know she can, you know, relate to just kind of embracing it for, you know, just jumping into it. (laughs) Um, So more geek bands starting to pop up around as you mentioned, Paul and Storm, there's Jonathan Colton, all kinds of people. What inspired you guys to start writing music about the things you geek out about? Uh, well, our first song that we wrote was based on a poem that I wrote, and it was called Modern Poetry. Um, and it's just like, you and I met here, and the first verse is, you and I met at a poetry reading, and the next verse is, you and I met at a Magic the Gathering tournament. Yes. <laughs> so it started very early. Um, and it was, I think... I had already been following Jonathan Colton for a while and he makes this music that is beautiful and sad, but also funny and has these, you know, nerd culture uh, elements to it. And so because he did that, I knew it was possible. Um, And so when we started writing music, you know, you, you would normally, you think about what's possible, what goes in a song? Well, it's love and I'm sad and there are trees and there's weather um, and that's how you write a song. But because I had these examples of Jonathan Colton, they might be giant, some weird owl of people who I'd been following for a long time. I was just like, well, I'm just going to write a song about the things that interest me. Uh, and that's what I've always written about. And and so if I met my boyfriend playing Dungeons and Dragons, I'm going to write a song about meeting my boyfriend playing Dungeons and Dragons. And if I care, you know, if I fall in love with the guy who plays Spock, I'm going to write a song about that. So it's it's... I, I don't know if it wasn't really even a conscious choice. It was just, this is what is happening. <laughs> and I'm glad people like it because we'd probably still do it even if they didn't. It's, true. <laughs> it's nice it to <laughs> be appreciated for what you want to be doing as opposed to what people think you should be doing. That is extremely important. You're right. <laughs> uh, so, you know, being geek is really in at the moment. I mean, tons of us have always been geeky, but now it's okay for us to say it and not be like shoved in lockers and stuff. Yeah. Do you guys see that as a passing trend or now that it's in the open, is this something that's here to stay? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I know people are doing studies and writing papers about this that are <laughs> smarter than me. Um, it's science uh, now. It's science. I think that the thing that made me go from like a high schooler who thought I like these things and no one likes me and I'm going to like these things and I'm going to be alone in my like of these things into being part of this community, uh, just meeting the right people. And then the internet, which makes every community more powerful because you can communicate with people from far away. Um, so I think that that, and the fact that nerds like computers, uh, (laughs) It, it has made the geek thing explode. So I don't know if it's always going to be the five top grossing movies from the la- for, uh, this year are all going to be superhero movies. I don't know if that's going to stay. Probably not. 
but I think that the nerd community has become vital and will be um, this like vigorous, wonderful place going forward. Yeah, hopefully we can yeah. we can only hope. Yeah. Um, so jump into a couple silly questions. We'll mix things up, make sure that it's you know not all serious. So oh, good. If if you could be one villain from any medium, who would you choose to be? Villain. Yeah, everyone always asks about the hero, but I mean, if you had to be yeah. a super villain. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, who has? <laughs> oh, oh, man, I don't know. I The first person who pops in my mind just because it's my, one of my personal favorite villains is Cobra Commander. Uh -huh. Nice. <laughs> he's, he's like he has an, an endless supply of goons. Like there's he's yeah. he's got the the like charisma thing, something about the hood and the really high voice. Just people are drawn to him and will fight. Yeah. No, no matter what. So you want to be a villain so people like you. All the yes. minions. Yes, I do. I like also, that. Also, he has really great tech. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have a better answer than that. That's that's a pretty good answer. I wasn't expecting that, but that's a good answer. Yeah, um, so speaking of tech and such, do you guys produce your own music, or is that something that you pass off now that you guys are um, doing this professionally? Uh, that sounds like a dream. Um, <laughs> no, we we do our stuff. I mean, our last album, we brought in a producer to help us. We the albums we make very shiny, um, and we have three of those out and. Two of them have had another person helping us with production, but Aubrey does pretty much everything. Like we release many more songs than we put on albums. We put out songs every month on YouTube, and Aubrey is all over that. I'm all stuff. over it. Yeah, <laughs> she she does all the things and she mixes it with the knobs. I do. It's, it's all inside my laptop, which yeah. is very handy. Do you guys use like GarageBand, or is there something even fancier that gets used these days? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a sort of popular pro tools, which is annoying, yeah. but also just, it has all the, it has all the tools yeah. for your professional needs. Yeah. So if GarageBand is like iMovie, pro tools is sort of like Final Cut Pro. Yeah. It's okay. just got more bits in there that make it difficult to understand what she's doing. If you've never been trained I can adjust it. all the things. Yeah. <laughs> I have un unlimited options. Yeah. What's what's your process like for recording? Do you tend to have to uh, record numerous versions of your songs, or how does that work? Well, we usually so we'll come up with an idea and then uh, question mark question mark question mark. Uh, the song is written. Yes, I don't know what that process is different every time. And then <laughs> once the song is written, we, I usually sit down with the guitar and and uh, sort of knock out the the rough. So it'll just be vocals and guitar. And then we'll go back and replace that vocal and guitar to make it better by doing it individually. And then Aubrey adds cello magic. Cello magic. And uh, percussion magic and background vocal and uh, all of those things. And then we might go back and replace things. And we try to make it quick because... Yeah, usually we have a deadline so we don't get too fancy. Yeah, because it's one of those things where I think all artists probably deal with you could spend infinite time making something better, but at a certain point, you have to stop. It has to be done. <laughs> uh, or you'll never release anything. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, obviously, this is talking comics and talking to a lot of artists. You hear very similar things 
uh, in which they procrastinate on purpose because if they have too much time uh, with whatever they're working on, if they finish it early, they'll be like, oh, well, you know what? I could fix this and I can fix this. And then soon enough, you're back to like just having like a blank page and you're like, I could fix it all. Like you, you overwork it. Um, oh, absolutely. You have to have those those deadlines <laughs> put them in place for a reason and wait until the last minute <laughs> yeah. uh, stressful but handy um so i emailed you guys this question to prep yes and i'm not sure I, I hope you got it uh i think so all right so you have to start a band with your favorite fictional characters okay who would be in the band mm. what would they play and what would your band be called? This is a fantastic question. Um, and now we really want to start this band. We've been talking about it. <laughs> okay, so Aubrey, you start. Who's on drums? Uh, Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls. She's she's a good drummer. Oh, she's, that's... She actually plays the drums. Yeah. The, yeah. That's this excellent. Is, uh, that's one of the problems with us is that we're going to try to find people who are already qualified. Because <laughs> um, we've tried to jam with people who don't really know the instrument. It's not worth it. Uh, so then we have Janice from The Muppets, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem on uh, lead guitars. She's got that down. Because she's got it down and she seems super chill. She is. Yeah. Which is, you need that in a band member. <laughs> um, and then I think uh, Miss Marvel Kamala Khan oh, on yeah. keyboard. Nice. I think she would really rock it. And I could see her like headbanging. I think it would be rad. Um, and then you said Velma. I did. On bass. Yes. And I was thinking maybe Jane Sagan for um, the Old Man's War sci-fi books. Because she's like, got it together. Um, like, she would be like, you know, keeping the bass groove and like keeping everybody organized. You gotta be focused to yeah. the bass. <laughs> um, and so, and then Aubrey's idea for the band name was? Oh, Catastrophe. Catastrophe. And then I thought Sufficient Ram. <laughs> Maybe those, that could be the album title. Those are both amazing. Yeah. Band names are hard. Yeah. Excellent. No, I love it. I love it. That is a really good answer. Both of them. All of it. Yeah. So I think we're going to reach out to these people and see if they're going to start <laughs> a super group. Please let me know when that happens and when the album drops. Yeah, we'll do the CD release at Silver Snail up there. So it'll be... I am holding you to that, and okay. um, I want to have the very first copy. Okay. Got <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, so let's take a second to talk some comics. You mentioned Kamala Khan, but let's flash back a little bit. What's the first comic that you guys remember reading? I I remember Archie comics. Yeah. I don't know how much... I didn't do a lot of superhero stuff as a kid. Right. So Archie comics are definitely, I remember picking those up when we go on long road trips and wondering why Betty and Veronica just don't get along. Yeah, what's wrong with them? <laughs> We're better together, women. Come on. I I always loved, I read Archie too. I lived in like the middle of nowhere in Canada, rural middle of nowhere Canada. So, uh, you know. There's a lot of that. <laughs> there is and uh grocery stores were really the only thing that carried comics and the only comics they carried were archie yeah um but i was always really drawn to like josie and the pussycats and the sabrina oh, yeah. backups like those were my life i was so excited and then when tgif came along and sabrina the teenage witch was a show yeah. i ate that up i watched that every friday yes I love the show. so <laughs> good so 
our, our Joan goal Hart. is to grow up to be the aunts from Sabrina yeah. the Teenage Witch. Oh my God. We don't have uh, another uh, sibling to have a daughter to be Sabrina, <laughs> but we don't, we don't really need that. We'll just get a cat. <laughs> yeah, totally. And name it Sabrina. Sure. But then Sabrina needs like. We'll have more than one cat. Yeah, yeah. You need a black cat named Salem. Yeah. And you need to like put a voice box, like a collar or something sure. so that it just says catchphrases. Uh, and then there's also a laugh track <laughs> just whenever the cat talks <laughs> and like there should just be random like smoke bombs so that there's like a magic spell going off all the time in your house mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we'll have that closet upstairs it's like don't open that closet when you open it <laughs> dramatic music plays yep you can wire that up yeah no problem <laughs> i think i want to come visit your house when you're older excellent <laughs> this sounds amazing uh, so what you know, nowadays, what draws you to the medium of comics and what stories do you tend to follow? I got back into comics uh, or into comics uh, pretty much after the band started, I think, mm-hmm. um, is a safe. I think I maybe read a few X-Men and Serenity things that were given to me uh, because Joss. But I uh, when people were like, hey, by the way, Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel and Kelly Sue DeConnick exists and all of this stuff started happening. I'm one of the people who was like, okay, uh, if you've got women and I can read these things, I am there. Uh, and, and that's what we've been reading. So I, I, I wrote down so I didn't forget. I love the she Hulk, uh, thing that was running recently. And then, uh, the art was just so beautiful on the covers and the stories were great. And there was a woman named Angela in them. (laughs) Uh, uh, Miss Marvel, obviously. Red Sonia is great. Yes. Uh, uh, Saga, obviously. Um, and that's... Oh, uh, and Rat Queens. Yes. Rat Queens is so good. Yeah. yeah. Really, really great choices there. And you guys live in, like, comic book mecca. I mean, we Kelly Sue... do. True facts. Yeah, Kelly Sue DeConnick lives in Portland. Actually, basically everyone lives in Portland. Yeah. It's, like, so small, and yet it fits every single person from the geek community yeah it's like the tardis of geekdom (laughs) it's lovely we actually convinced somehow kelly sue to do one of our shows coming up so she's gonna be on our show and we're just gonna pass out from the amazingness that's awesome gail simone is up here and yeah aubrey did you have any more comics to add i know we i mostly just steal your taste (laughs) that's not true no i think you you got it yeah, I recently read Gail Simone's Wonder Woman series. Yeah. You went good. to the archives. Yes. <laughs> and did you like it? I did. I liked it a lot. I, yeah. I, yeah, I like that older stuff a lot better. Her origin, to me, makes a lot more sense than whatever they're doing now. <laughs> yeah. And we were both, we were actually talking about this before, one of the big comics things that we have both done since high school and probably before is web comics. Yes. I remember reading 8-Bit Theater um, <laughs> when I was younger, and that was just everything to me. And I still quote it all the time <laughs> um, and and th- that kind of stuff. And I think you turned me on to questionable content. Yeah. And, yeah. And I was... Uh, I, I really loved Girls with Slingshots by Daniel Corsetto. Yeah. That's just ended. Oh my gosh. But there's so many great female characters in webcomics. Yes. Webcomics are just... Always been. Yeah. I I can't believe how webcomics are sort of taking over now. And, 
you know, if there's something that doesn't exist for you in mainstream comics, it's like, well, I'll go find that on the internet. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Everything exists there. And, you know, all of the big companies, uh, they're really picking up on that, too. You know, uh, Noelle Stevenson is doing all these comics for Marvel. And yeah. it's fantastic to see them getting rewarded for putting amazing work out there. Yeah. Proof that talent really does, you know, conquer all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this, I guess it applies to comics uh specifically, but it can also be in a broader sense, too. Do you believe in uh, following a character that you love no matter what, or do you prefer to follow an artist, writer, or creator? Oh, I think I follow writers yeah. more. Um, I think I definitely follow writers more, because I don't trust uh, <laughs> scary change. I don't trust easy. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> Our hearts, our geek hearts have been broken so many times. Yeah, I have a very low tolerance for, there's just, I mean, I, comics are amazing, but there is just kind of a lot of bad stuff and I don't like, because there's so much stuff. Yeah. And there was a period of time that women weren't people and I'm just not interested in supporting them. <laughs> no, it's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't want to read stuff that makes you feel like we're living in uh, medieval times. Yeah. So, uh, speaking on that too, how do you think uh, we can encourage more people to use their voices to address problems like that? You know, uh, Twitter especially can be an amazing but horrifying place. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important for people to speak up uh, despite, you know, people like the Gamergate trolls really trying to get everyone down. Yeah. But what do you think we can do to help encourage people to look past it and um, use their voices to encourage good change? I mean, I think talking about the things you like and supporting the things that are good mm -hmm. is so valuable. And, and the more um, energy, I mean, it's definitely important that things are critiqued when they are doing things wrong. But uh, if if we're able to not give as much attention to the things we dislike that and more attention to the things that we do, I think that that is so much more powerful. And that, that means that those things continue to be made. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we, you know, we've, we've dealt with the, our fair of uh, sexist bullshit on the internet uh, because we, we talk about feminism and I, you know, we were, you know, thinking about a Gamergate song or talk about these things. And I just so much rather focus on amazing women than on jerks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Giving them the uh, time of day. Yeah. And, and I think that's really I, where the value is. So I, I just want to make art that empowers women as opposed to art that about what makes me mad. That's more of what I'm interested in. And I think if, if other folks find the things that make them happy and just promote the crap out of that, that is good. We, we're drawn to negative stuff because it, it's like a survival instinct. You, you remember the things that are bad and that sticks with you. But if you can try to overcome that, it, it would be A+. plus. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's definitely easy to get swept into um, 
that vortex, that dark, horrible vortex where you're just <laughs> complaining about everything. Yeah. Um, but it is important to, you know, let other people know about the good things out there. More important. Yeah. I mean, and there, I, I'm certainly not saying like, oh, just ignore the trolls and they go away. I mean, that's just not <laughs> no. how it works. But there's... <laughs> there is more there is value in in for for fans especially and being just tell kelly sue how amazing she is and she is very amazing try to drown out the the, the stupid people who don't understand <laughs> so women so in your opinions what is what's the importance of what you bring to the world i mean it is geeky and it's fun things for you but uh it's also important to you so what makes it that way um that's a great question uh i'm i i think we just we just want to do what we want you know and there's being women on the internet i think there's just there's just value in that you Mm -hmm. know powerfully do what you want i don't i don't know i i'm not the person who say what if what we do is important we're making really stupid videos on the internet and i just do it because i like it um but i think i i like it when people do that yeah well it's important to you so i mean yeah. it's important to other people too obviously i mean this is your full-time job yeah and um obviously you're making an impact in the world so i think it's fair for you to say it's important <laughs> that's just I think me. it's fun <laughs> yeah we're glad that people like it Hopefully you're you're encouraging fun. people, you're showing people that they can do what they love and make a run of it and uh, yeah. make a career out of it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they, they, yeah. We, yeah, it's good stuff. It's good fun. I love the communities that come to our shows um, just because it's just such a positive, fun, wonderful group. It's a lot of like everybody who is a freak, a frequent uh, a frequenter of this game shop will come to the show and they'll bring their kids and it's just a nice hug and it's a nice reminder that the nerd community is a positive place when we all get together and sing about dinosaurs so. <laughs> do you ever get anxiety getting up in front of all of those groups of people absolutely um how, how do you guys deal with that caffeine yeah. <laughs> uh well we have to do it so there's not like an out I think no, that's just, helpful. We booked the show. You got to do it now. Yeah, we have to do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> have a safety net. We have each other. Yep. Um, and uh, you find that one person in the audience who smiles, who their resting face is a smile. And that's that's really what carries us through. <laughs> that's really nice. That's actually a lot better to hear than picture everyone naked. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Too much work. <laughs> <laughs> Finding someone that smiles definitely sounds a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's your favorite moment uh, to date as performers? Well, that's a great question. We've done some really fun stuff recently. Um, do you have any, do you have one? I really like, uh, recently we did a show at a local game store, Red Castle Games, and yeah. it was at a time of day where children could attend mm-hmm. and they did. And it was uh, it was really fun in droves. We we brought coloring pages and crayons, and they were so uh, just an amazing audience. They were and they sang along, and it's 
it was nothing like when a whole room of people is singing along it's it's quite quite a happy thing yeah i like it a lot that's and awesome some, some of the kids gave us their the pictures that they colored in they're like based on our songs um <laughs> we have so we have a song called clever girl which is about body image and velociraptors and one of the coloring pages uh, says the velociraptor is sad what will angela say to cheer him up and so all of these little girls are taking this page and then writing positive me messages about body image to a velociraptor. <laughs> uh, and it's just beautiful. Uh, the, the, I have one on my wall right here that says, you're just as cool as anyone else. That's so amazing. I, I, love, I don't know if you realize what the message is you're sending, but it's wonderful. And I love it so much. That's very cute. I hope you guys also, have like a scrapbook of the rest of them. <laughs> we do. Well, uh, we have a lot of walls in this room. So. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah, it, it was fun. I also got to wear a dinosaur onesie at that show, so it was yeah. a, it was a big highlight all around. And the uh, menu provided inflatable dinosaurs. That sounds with. like heaven. <laughs> it was amazing. It was really great. <laughs> that sounds like a dream birthday party for me. Like growing up, like it's like. What do you want? Dinosaurs everywhere. Um, I, I also have a dinosaur onesie. And when I moved into my new apartment, I couldn't find my clothes for like the first couple of days because boxes were everywhere. So I just wore like this dinosaur onesie everywhere. Yeah. And while packages were being delivered and like my couch and stuff, these delivery people were looking at me like, what is wrong with this girl? Why is she wearing this? Because like, of course I had the hood on and it has a tail and... They were jealous. I think we're going to be good friends. <laughs> <laughs> I I did not care. I was like, yeah, I'm wearing this. Deal with it. Slept in it. The tail was a little awkward to sleep on, but it was it was it was good. <laughs> um, so I can't believe we've already been talking for like half an hour already. Oh man. Um, but I have a couple more quick questions for you guys before I let you get on your merry way. So. Yes. For these one-on-one -on -one interviews, although I suppose it's one-on-two here, uh, I have a segment that I call Would You Rather? Right. So I ask a few questions, which are Would You Rather questions. Sounds good. Uh, and then we'll we'll finish up with, you know, all kinds of other stuff about you guys, but we'll we'll do this first. So question number one. Uh, uh, I'm going to assign this one to Aubrey. Okay. This <laughs> I'm taking this one. All right. Would you rather have your superpower of choice for only a year of your life, or would you want a completely random and not necessarily excellent superpower for your entire life? Like maybe say, you can turn into a chicken. Oh man, wouldn't you be a chicken? <laughs> Think of all the infiltration you could do as a normal sized chicken. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be that superpower, right. but no, I, I mean, you know anything uh oh man it would be a lot of planning to get all your superpower work done in one year but then you'd be done uh, great power comes limited time responsibility yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you could get over it i which uh, uh it would also make for uh, like a great memoir later it's like the year of uh the vigilante yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, my year as a superhero. That's all right. I've I've already bought that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you you uh, you hire a professional photographer. It's just yeah, a lot more planning, which 
it might not be my personal choice because uh, I'm just now sort of getting better at planning. I'm not the sister who's good at that. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, so I think I would take a random one for my life because mm -hmm. maybe I could turn into a chicken and I'd like to keep my power way into my 90s. Yeah. It, no matter what it was. Yeah. You're, make it you're an embrace the chaos kind yeah. of person. That's definitely, That's definitely what, I, what I am. Yep. yep. I like it. I like it. And I'm sure it wouldn't be. I mean, you don't really <laughs> hear about the awful powers that people get. Not a lot. But that would also be a good story. Like Always. The, the superhero with like the weirdest power ever. Yeah. Um, I think Scott Snyder uh, on a panel once mentioned that he wanted to write a story about the, the superhero and his superpower was he never had to go to the bathroom. Like oh, he was like, nice. but where does it go? Where does <laughs> everything go? Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know why that stuck with me. But like, You'll never be able to forget well, it. Well, because that's the thing that you're constantly like, I have to find a bathroom. But if, yeah, I can see where that would be. It'd be really handy to not have to ever go to the bathroom at conventions. No oh, joke. Yeah. <laughs> Although that is one of, it's like horrible, but also walking in through a, into a bathroom full of cosplayers is the most I feel like I'm living in a fantasy world ever. Because <laughs> I've the walked mirrors into Narnia. are always so. There's like there's two Wonder Womans, and yeah. there's a Princess Peach, yeah, and there's you know a probably Loki, Black Knight, and, yeah. yeah, and it's just everybody, and it, it's there. It's such a small space that the whole reality is just shifted. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, all right. So second, would you rather question? Uh -huh. All right. So would you rather live in a post-apocalyptic world where you are the leaders of a successful settlement? <laughs> or would you rather be a part of a crew searching for habitable planets in the universe like in Battlestar Galactica? This is a okay. really specific. Like... So in both of these, like it's post-apocalyptic. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I don't get to choose whether everyone on Earth dies. I don't want that. <laughs> no, you don't have to choose that. Like, everything has come to an end, I yeah. guess. But you, basically, space or her, Earth? <laughs> I think I would go space. Because I think having a mission hmm. uh, in post-apocalyptic times, because you don't have a lot of recreation activities, and that's when you get conflict, because people are bored. Yeah. And you don't want to be the leader in that time because you have to find somewhere to channel that competitive energy. Mm -hmm. But if you have the goal of like, we're going to go find a planet and while we're doing that, you need to come up with a language and you need to have a crazy space wife and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like these hypotheticals. Yeah. <laughs> That's I always find the would you rathers bring out like some really interesting answers. Like, um, yeah. I remember on one of our shows, I asked uh, an editor what she would like as a superpower. And she's like, oh, I'd really like to fly, but I'd only like to fly like five feet off the ground because I'm really clumsy. So I'd probably hurt myself. <laughs> like, that's so specific. Practical. Yeah, exactly. But fun. Um, all right. Last would you rather question. Okay. Would you rather meet your favorite fictional character of all time come to life or get to chat with your real life hero. Okay, favorite fictional character come to life. Who is that? <laughs> uh oh, sorry. Hard to, hard to pick favorites. 
Yeah, I just, I don't know. Or you could say one of. It doesn't have to be, like, definitive. I think real-life hero. Because I think if the fictional thing would preclude me from ever speaking to my real-life hero, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with real-life hero. Because I want to meet Weird Al. (laughs) That is an amazing goal to have. And I realized at the beginning when I was listing geeky bands, I don't know how I didn't automatically just say Weird Al. Like he's sort of the king of so much more. Yeah, I don't know. He's like in that he straddles the line between kind of legit music to me and then parody. Cause yeah, he he made it into like mainstream stuff, and he, you know he he's just Weird Al. Yeah, he made his own thing. He definitely is the the king of what he does. Yep. <laughs> Well, that concludes the Would You Rathers. And again, we're now going over what I said I would keep you guys around for, but I just like you guys so, so much. That's okay. We're having a good time. Um, But (laughs) I want to ask you guys, where can we find you online? Where can we find more about you? Where can, uh, which shows are you playing this year? Or, you know, where can people get more of the double clicks? Uh, well, we definitely recommend checking out our website, which is thedoubleclicks.com. Um, and we have tons of stuff going on. So we are about to go on a big tour um, of the West Coast. Uh, so that'll be Portland, Seattle, uh, the Bay Area, LA, and San Diego. And then we have more shows in like Fresno and Phoenix. And we're doing Gen Con. We're doing all these conventions. Me too. Uh, yay! Oh, man. Yay! I'll be there at Gen Con. Uh, you should wear your dinosaur onesie. Maybe I will. <laughs> the con in Vancouver. Yeah, we're, yeah, we'll be in Vancouver, BC, which is so close to you, right, Canada? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like next door. I can, I can see it. Uh, but anyway, we do a lot of shows. So uh, I think if you want to become a new Double Clicks fan, you should know we have a website, we have a mailing list, we put up new videos, new songs every month on YouTube along with we have a monthly live stream show on YouTube. So even if you are far away or have small children, you can come to a double click show every month. And we have a Patreon page, which is how we afford to do all of those things, um, which is patreon.com slash the double clicks. And that you just pledge dollar per video and then we get to eat for another year. (laughs) So it's fun stuff. So basically, you guys are very searchable by the double clicks. Absolutely. Yes, we're all over the That is good SEO. Thank you. <laughs> I don't ever really know what SEO is, but I know that it good SEO is good. Yes. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's not golf rules. You want good SEO. <laughs> um well, anyways, thank you guys so much for taking the time to talk to me and talking to you know, talking comics. Um, you know, I, I've been trying to get really cool people to talk to and you guys fit that bill entirely. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much, Stephanie. We had so a fantastic time. I Hopefully, maybe we can talk to you in the future um, as more new, cool, double-click stuff comes out. And uh, I will hopefully get to see you guys live sometime soon. Maybe at Gen Con. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so, so much. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Excellent. Have a Nutella latte for us. Take yeah. care. Bye. <laughs> It's so slow that you don't see it happen I turned around one day to find 
That I worked a job and I had to file taxes But I still like fun and I still like games And I still want to know all the dinosaurs' names Dinosaurs were just really, really big chickens Growing up is just being a really big kid I don't feel old and I don't feel together or like I'm one of the herd. I feel like I just missed a whole week of class where we learned how to cook and how not to be awkward. I need a YouTube tutorial that shows how to get me the life that I'm after or I'm gonna be the girl who can tell you that that thing's too big to be a velociraptor. Dinosaurs were just really, really big chickens. And growing up is just being a really big kid. Time goes by quickly now. A lot has changed since I was a kid. There used to be something called Brontosaurus. Dinos didn't have feathers, but now we're pretty sure that they did. Covered in feathers, weird. It's gonna be okay. Dinosaurs were just really, really big chickens. Growing up is just being a really big kid.